Welcome everyone, I'm Dr. Justin Arner from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Kevin Plancher, founder of Plancher Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, clinical professor at Albert Einstein, and adjunct clinical assistant professor at Cornell. Dr. Plancher was the author of the paper entitled, The Shoulder Transpectoralis Arthroscopic Portal is a Safe Approach to the Arthroscopic Ladder J Procedure, a Cadaveric Analysis which is published in the February 2021 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal. Welcome, Dr. Plancher, and thank you for joining me. Good morning, Dr. Arner. Justin, it's really a great pleasure to spend a little time with you this morning. Great, thanks. I appreciate that. First off, I think this is a really well-designed study, and I think we can chat a little bit about that. I think it's really an important one that'll be useful more and more in the future, so congratulations to you and your co-authors for that. What inspired you to perform this study? Well, Thank you, Justin. And uh, I would have to say that the latter J, as you know, is one of the most common surgical procedures that's uh, used today for Europe, first of all, for first-time dislocators, as well as a bank card procedure where it appears in the U.S. we use it more, but it's shifting tides uh, seem to be occurring. The latter J, as you know, started out in 1954, and in fact, as I said, 72% of the physicians in Europe do treat the first-time shoulder dislocator with a latter J. Even recent in our literature, systematic reviews and meta-analysis suggest better clinical outcomes over the bank heart. Some colleagues, Bliven and others, reported fewer recurrences with the latter J, better patient reported outcomes, less restricted external rotation that we all worry about after doing this procedure so that the athlete can get back with this latter J procedure, and they compared it to open an arthroscopic bank card. But unfortunately, the latter J is a technically demanding uh, procedure, and in my own hands, and I think in a lot of others, a large learning curve. And the literature shows, and people that are examined now for their boards, show that there's a lot of complications that occur like glenohumeral arthrosis, superficial infections, superficial vein thrombosis, musculocutaneous neuropraxias, graft nonunions is a big one, and intraarticular hardware loosening. So traditional arthroscopic teaching also discourages us the creation of an arthroscopic portal medial to the level of the coracoid for fear of damage to all the brachial plexus and vital neurovascular structures. So we thought it would be important to study and determine how close really are these neurovascular structures when you place a medial portal through a transpect portal, as well as describe maybe the standardized measurements. Could we figure it out to help all of us to make a transpect portal placement to provide a reproducible portal guide? Because as you know, Laurent Lafasse in 2007 published in our journal uh, the Arthroscopy Journal, the first inklings of an arthroscopic latter and Pascal Boileau in 2010 modified a little. So it was time, I thought, for me to feel better now doing open latter Can I move the needle to like an arthroscopic bank card to an arthroscopic latter Right. I think it makes a lot of sense because I think it's pretty anxiety provoking to be on that side of the coracoid. So I think that's makes Makes perfect sense. Can you tell us a little bit about your study design and the results that you found? And did anything surprise you going into it? 
Well, first about the study design, we used 12 shoulders, as it says, in six decapitated, eviscerated, fresh frozen cadaveric torsos. We chose torsos rather than shoulder specimens to avoid disruption of the native anatomy and to preserve the native anatomic relationships to replicate what we actually do in an operating room, all of us. We decided after failing a few times to think about what's the best way to create a portal track, and we used long spinal needles rather than what we might do in the operating room as a six millimeter arthroscopic rod. And for the study purposes, we felt that using the spinal needle ensured that no structure would be pushed out of the way. Rather, it would fall in the path of the spinal needle, and the structure would be spared in line with the portal, but if we were unsuccessful, we know that we would hit that structure. So if you think about the blunt tip switching sticks that we all use in routine shoulder arthroscopy, they cause less damage, which is great because it pushes structures out of the way rather than spearing them head on. But if we were going to prove validity, we really wanted to make sure we weren't missing the fact that we did hit a structure. Methodologically, we wanted to ultimately show a safety of creating a portal medial to the level of the coracoid using this arthroscopic Latterge procedure and define a standardized, so to speak, safe zone for placement and to avoid all the neurovascular structures. Yeah, I think the use of the torsos is pretty genius because the studies I've been involved in with biomechanics and things like that, once you start getting into the nitty gritty, getting that scapula positioned appropriately is complex. And I wonder, even with shoulder arthroplasty, we're using these guides and we don't know how the shoulders attached to the person. Everyone's a little bit different. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, regarding the uh, discussion you mentioned about kind of making those safe measurements, as, as you kind of alluded to, Dr. Boileau uh, wrote a really nice editorial commending you, which I recommend the listeners read. But what tips do you have to create this portal in a safe manner? How do you recommend doing it? I guess just walk us through that. Sure, I'd be honored. First of all, a shout out to Pascal. We are good friends, and um, I know that he would be tough on me, and so he he was very kind, and I think it is a good read because he's so smart. So as he said in his editorial comment, and we absolutely agree, the angle at which the glenoid is approached in the Latterge is of critical importance, whether you do it open or arthroscopic. And especially arthroscopic, the trajectory must be initiated sufficiently medial to achieve that appropriate orientation for the screw placement, or we choose to use screws, as he does something a little different, parallel to the glenoid face at that 45-degree orientation towards the tip of the coracoid. It absolutely should be made, as we'll talk about, probably outside in. And what we recommend as we describe this safe zone is if you measure, and the problem was in the past, all the articles talked about finger breadth. And my finger breadth may be different from yours, Justin, and, and absolutely other listeners. So 45 to 50 millimeters distal to the coracoid process, 30 to 35 millimeters medial to this lateral tip of the coracoid process. If you're going to create this medial transpec major portal, I think you have to do it, and you must do it in the subdeltoid space under direct visualization, please. Yeah, I think those measurements, at least starting off, really, really, I think will make us more comfortable. I think the figures in your paper are really helpful, so I recommend everyone 
checking those out as well. As you mentioned it before, can you tell us a little bit about the outside in versus the inside out techniques and what your thoughts are regarding that? Well, I always, you know, when I did basic surgery um, for the shoulder, I always was an outside in guy, first of all, rather than years ago, may not remember, we started with arthroscopic bank cards. We placed a switching stick out from the back of the scapula all the way uh, to the front, and it always scared me, and the suprascapular nerve was affected. So I learned early on, uh, 20 years ago, that I'm not a fan of the inside out. So we recommend, no different than Dr. Borlo, that you know, once that coracoid is osteotomized, as it will, and the conjoint tendon and the pec minor are retracted, it, it's important to use a cannula, like he says, and protect the vital structures. And I, I don't know how to else say it, but just going from outside in is simple. We Many of us create, and I think you do too, and our listeners, in routine arthroscopy, you're taking a spinal needle and, and finding a portal after we have visualization from the back in front. And so I think it would only be a natural way to do it. I will say one of the specimens we found, you know, once you osteotomize the axillary nerve safety zone, move to one half the distance. And so things change. And I think especially if you're going to consider this, and I would caution those as don't do it yet for revision surgery, uh, things move and outside in just is is just natural. So I wish I could give a better way to say it, but the uh, the inside out that uses switching stick that's placed from posterior to anterior through the subscap and out the skin places the neurovascular structures at significant risk. And I would uh, caution uh, people to not do it. Yeah, just that angle, I guess it'd be hard to get your starting point based on your measurements if you're doing it inside out as well. And Another thing you mentioned about the safety after the coracoids removed makes, you know, the anatomy as, you know, we, we know when we go back to do distal tibia allografts or things like that, revisions, that the anatomy really can be altered. So would you say that um, any tips to, to do this after the coracoid is harvested to stay safe or you have the portal in there so you should be okay? Or what are your thoughts regarding that? So I think we all move up in complexity when we do surgeries as we train and when we take on a new procedure a detailed knowledge of arthroscopic anatomy should be done and i encourage anyone to go visit visit people that are doing the procedure and, and also go to the lab but it's paramount to identify and protect the axillary and muscutaneous nerves to ensure that you're proceeding in a safe manner i, I mean we know from the study that the neurovascular structures that are at the highest risk seem to be the cephalic vein and the lateral pectoral nerve. And so we can feel pretty comfortable that the axillary nerve is far away if you use our safe zone and starting guide from outside in. And I think the guides really make us more comfortable, at least starting this out. So another thing you mentioned before about you know, obviously the hardware issues being such an issue with Latterjay. Do you think if, you know, we're making this portal from outside in with the right angles and everything, would you suspect, obviously we haven't studied this yet, but would you suspect if you're using screws, you know, you, you'd think maybe you'd have a better angle at the glenoid that's more reproducible. What are your thoughts regarding that? 
so I guess are you talking about difference of buttons versus screws? Is that kind of the idea that we all know that Pascal, Dr. Boileau, likes to use the buttons? Yeah, that, but also even if we would be using screws with an open ladder J versus this arthroscopic technique with the portal uh, that you've studied here, I just wonder, um, you know, sometimes when you're doing the open ladder J, it's hard to get that angle. I would, I wonder your thoughts if we would do to place those screws more in an arthroscopic technique since we're approaching the glenoid kind of in a standard angle through that cannula, if you thought maybe it would be even safer maybe with the screws versus an open procedure. Right. Well, as I said before, I think that's really smart of you to say that we know that things are magnified so many times when we do things arthroscopically. And we did years ago ACL surgeries. You probably didn't, but I did mini open. And we thought we were seeing terrific. And what did we learn? We really weren't. And that's why the position of the femoral tunnel changed to get anatomic. So I think that's actually a great suggestion that maybe it's a modified procedure for some if it's time to put the screws in uh, afterwards using the scope at the better angle. I think you can approach it well. You should feel comfortable. You need to experiment first in the lab. And as I said, visiting others to do it and then place the screw. But the placement of the screw is key. It has to be at the right angle. And I think for us, it, it's, it's also the best fixation for us. Yeah, as you mentioned before, what what are your thoughts? As obviously Dr. Boileau is, is such a master and buttons from posterior to anterior are we done or anterior to posterior and screw fixation. Tell us your thoughts about the fixation and what works best in your hands or people that would maybe be starting off doing this arthroscopic. Sure. So each surgeon I encourage finds the best fixation that reproducibly works for them. However, in fairness to all listening, our experiment did not test this thought. We we didn't do it. And Pascal has an experience, and I know others, I don't want to slight them, that are doing arthroscopic ladder J's in Canada. I have friends that are doing it and across the globe. We just haven't had failures using screws in our hands. And I believe that it is, as you've said time and time now during this interview, obliquity and the angle for which the screw is placed. The operation is technically demanding and like very much what Dr. I like it, what he does with his buttons. I just haven't converted to date. Maybe it's time when the pandemic is over. I take that plane to Lyon, visit him, and I get a lot smarter and uh, visit him and see that it's time for me to convert as well. But I'm just not there yet. All right. I think it's so valuable to to be able to see see you guys perform these procedures and get all the tips that you've worked through instead of reinventing the wheel. So yeah, I think it's great advice. Regarding the these portals or this portal that you've described, do you think it could be useful for us for things like bony bang cart repair because that angle is a little different or the distal tibia allograft or other free, free bone grafts besides the latter J if we you know move towards that? Or what are your thoughts beyond the arthroscopic latter J using this portal? So when you have the basis of a a study and then you want to expand, it's exciting. And so utilization of this uh, portal is still in progress for us. And I do agree, it could give access to a distal tibialograph. Although I'm not sure how I'm going to push the bone block through, not get some of the structures. It's going to take careful thought. And I think that's what some of our uh, researchers are doing right now, going back to the lab to ensure feasibility and safety. Because 
we never want to jeopardize feasibility and safety of a patient's health to be compromised when you adopt new technology without careful thought. And I think that was well said by my colleagues, Dr. LaFosse, who did so many arthroscopic latergies and then tried to alter something and, and learn lessons the hard way. We don't all need to learn from history. We don't repeat history. So, yes, I think it's a beginning. No, we're not there. And I don't know if I have the technology, if we have to introduce some kind of device that slides the bone block in past the structures, but I'm not there yet. Right. Along those same lines, uh, tell us, have, have you personally made the jump to arthroscopic Latergés, or how do you recommend doing that? As, as you mentioned, you know, going to the lab and watching some of, some of the folks that are doing a high volume of this, and have you made the jump, or what are your thoughts? So you're going to laugh at all this, but given my training and my results, my procedure of choice for a first-time dislocator without bony glenoid loss greater than 30% is a modified arthroscopic bank heart with a plication suture, almost like a modified inferior capsular shift. And we're currently investigating our long-term 10-year-plus outcomes to throw down dogma to change it, which I love to do, in contact and collision athletes. To date, we've seen 60 of our patients back. We just started in the clinic. We found that all of our athletes returned to their sport without a loss of external rotation, with a low recurrence of instability, those that we have of about 8%, um, and all were due to traumatic re-injury, not because they didn't go out and play. Therefore, in my practice, I reserve the latter-jay and the arthroscopy for recurrent dislocators following a bank card in patients that have significant glenoid bone loss greater than 30%. Yeah, I love the the times whenever we kind of challenge the norms. So that'll be an exciting study. I look forward forward to seeing that. And yeah, that's it, it's nice to to break the mold. Sometimes we get down the road and just keep doing the same thing. It's nice to have a conversation. So that's that's exciting. What are your thoughts in the future uh, regarding bone block procedures? You know, we've we've heard a lot of great suggestions about fresh allografts with cartilage, even for more primary repairs. Do you think the uh, arthroscopic latergee will slowly make its way to the states, and um, will we preserve uh, the latergee for, you know, further bone loss or be going to more allograft? Or what are your just inklings and gestalt of the future holds for this? So, Justin, I, I do think this is the beginning of helping to better understand this complex procedure. And I hope that others, a lot smarter than us, in our group, investigators take this as a benchmark and only make it better so that we can take this difficult procedure, make it reproducible, but also easier so that our patients, because remember, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about our patients every day when we go to work. And I hope that the clinical relevance of this lab procedure, creating a safe zone for a transpect medial portal, uh, in cadaver leads the way for many of us to solve shoulder instability, which is very common in our young patients and athletes. Yeah, I think it's essential and, again, demystifies this procedure. So, again, congratulations and thanks for joining me. And I think we'll be using this more and more. And like you mentioned, this is a great stepping stone. So thanks for your time and really appreciate it. It's really been an honor, Dr. Arna, what you do here. 
and spreading the word and working for the journal so that we can all share information. So what a delight on this morning to share with you. Uh, thank you. I think it's, yeah, the Arthroscopy Journal is great and the podcast I think is developing more and more. So I appreciate that. Dr. Plancher's article entitled, The Shoulder Transpectoralis Arthroscopic Portal is a Safe Approach to the Arthroscopic Ladder-J Procedure, a Cadaveric Analysis, is published in the February 2021 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal and is available online at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. Thank you for joining us. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. 